Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins, for NFL Week 15. What a slate we have for you tonight. Johnny and Blaine join me as always. Starting off with Thursday Night Football, then what, Chandler? We have three games Saturday night in the NFL? You heard me correct, folks. Three games slate Saturday, kicking you off for a football weekend. College football's gone away now. NFL slides in, brilliant by the NFL. Huge shout-out to the league, honestly, for giving us this bonus day of NFL football because it's a three-game awesome slate. Then we'll get into Sunday. We'll talk about the Chiefs game. We'll finish up with Johnny's final thoughts. We also have stay, – stay tuned for the rest of the episode, folks, because we have a first of the year, and I think I might have to make this a tradition moving forward. We're not going to announce what it is yet to keep the people intrigued. Blaine, genius trick by me. But it's going to be an award that is going to maybe catch on and might uh, be a fan favorite of the Figure It Out Pod listeners. With that, let's turn it over to the boys. We'll see how they're doing. Blaine, we'll start with you, brother. How are you? Doing great. I just just got done with a good steak, sipping on a little bit of wine, had a great afternoon, a great evening, and we get Saturday football. You know, this time of the year, I was sitting on my playoff predictor the you know the espn like yeah, this time of the year last night oh whenever you can go on there and click around uh, on that and start predicting and in, in games i mean we got just a handful of weeks left fantasy playoffs i i mean i was in heaven clicking around on this and i was so excited for this episode it's gonna be fun blaine before we move on give us a quick update on your fantasy leagues what do you have i'll give mine here i'll, I'll go back but go. yeah two playoffs one i feel really good about one that i it was an auction draft. Rolled the dice hard. Was texting oh. you guys. I went Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, wide receiver first, and just went all in on them. Chubb got him late. Got Ramondre Stevenson late. So wow. stacked stacked everyone else a little bit later. Had my two beef. I'm six seed because of a few injuries, and I feel really good going into the playoffs. Uh, Fifty dollar buy in, big pot. We're gonna have. We're gonna win it this year. Before we hear from Johnny, uh, I'll give my fantasy updates on the year. Uh, pretty much every league, the league I care about the most, I had the best finish. I made it to the first round of the playoffs. Lost last week to uh, our buddy Hayden Nichols. Tough loss, but remind the listeners, I was, I got last in this league last year. Fought back to the playoffs. Had to draft Tebow in the first round at 10 to make the playoffs off that. Rebuilding year into the future. Had a lot of confidence. Rest of the leagues, no playoffs, horrible year. Um, just terrible fantasy year for me. I hate fantasy football. I really do. And will I be back next year? You betcha. Always hope for the next year. Uh, fantasy, not my year this year, but hey, it's always next year. Johnny, what's up, brother? How are you? I'm doing well, guys. I'm excited for this podcast. I, I, I love when they move games in the NFL to Saturday. I mean, you know, we just can't get enough of this league. And, you might as um, well. The, the league dominates Sundays. The league dominates Mondays. The league dominates Thursdays. And when college football, who dominates Saturdays, is not having all their games, an easy, easy transition for the NFL over to Saturday. So looking forward to that. You know, when the Chiefs play the Seahawks on Christmas Eve, that's Saturday, a uh, week after. Yeah. This, so they'll be they'll be on a Saturday. So, yeah, a lot of fun games to get to. Uh, fantasy football-wise, you know, I used to be way, way more into fantasy and season long. I was in nine 
nine leagues last year. Trimmed oh, that down. Trim, yeah, trimmed that down to three. Uh, the three leagues I like the most. It's uh, one with my wife's family, one with my high school friends, and one with the college buddies. Um, the one with Emily's family uh, team was not very good. Twelve team league. Sometimes it just it's just like that in those twelve team leagues. Uh, so I didn't make the playoffs there. In the one with the Missouri State guys, I was the one seed uh, for the for the playoffs. Team was great there. Had the first pick overall. Um, you know, uh, really good there. I'm actually, it's two weeks playoffs. I'm actually down uh, after the first week to Aaliyah, who is a listener, Aaliyah Omerovich. Uh, hopefully I can come back there. And uh, I got screwed with Ramondre getting hurt on Monday night. Ramondre got three That's points tough. on Monday night. And so the game's close, um, but Ramondre had been great for my team uh, so far. And then finally for fantasy with the high school guys, uh, I was the two seed. It's the semifinals. We're going into week two. I'm facing my friend TJ Murray, who is a listener of the show. And uh, he is also beating me, I think, by like 15 points or so. Ramondre on that team, too. So Ramondre killed me with the getting hurt against the Cardinals, but I'm hoping for uh, a bounce back week there. Um, but I play a lot more DraftKings than I do season long anymore. I'll, I don't think I'll ever get off of DraftKings. Blaine, what do you got now? I'm just saying this is a time where you got to plug the start of the year fantasy pod like that we do. It was so good. Like, I, you know, we're telling you, add Pacheco and Rashad White in the last round of your draft. Those are two starters that are chewing it up for me at the flex, chewing it up. And just some uh, of the tidbits like Ramondre and things that we, we've done, we've called out. Johnny, you called out. To, to go Jefferson Chase instead of, you know, some of the big hitters. And, uh, I, you know, McCaffrey, it's a good pod. McCaffrey yeah. over Taylor. Yeah, it was a great pod. Yeah, that was sick. Shout out to Aaliyah. Shout out TJ, by the way. Thanks for listening, boys. We appreciate it. Before we move into the Week 15 slate, as we do every week, let's go over our NFL Week 14 takeaway from the guys. Um, Johnny, you started this week. I think uh, I think I might have started last week. Yeah, mine is that I – it's been two games, but I am getting some eerie feelings about the contract the Browns gave to Deshaun Watson. I think he might suck. Like, if you go back to the year before Watson um, – you know, he was out of football for like 700 days. So 2020 – he was playing for the Texans. Um, they only won four games. You know, like, I know their roster probably wasn't very good, but, I mean, bro, if you put Patrick Mahomes on this Texans roster, he's winning more than four games, right? Like, I just don't know if I think Deshaun Watson is, like, worth the $230 million guaranteed contract that they gave him. And if you – I watched a lot of that game. Uh, against the Bengals, obviously, because I wanted the Browns to win the game because of the Bengals' competition with the Chiefs as far as seeding goes in the AFC. I actually think Deshaun looks horrible out there. Um, so I could be eating my words. You know, maybe maybe he's – I just don't think he's a top-five quarterback in the league, and he's paid certainly like he is one. And so if he keeps this up and doesn't improve, it could be some rough days for the Browns going forward. He was legit bad against the Browns or against the uh, Bengals. And the week before that against the Texans, he was legit God awful. He had like 12 completions. So my takeaway is that Deshaun uh, is a, well, we know he's a pervert, but he might also stink. 
the Browns didn't even have an offensive touchdown in that game against the Texans. And I watched, like you, Johnny, a ton of that Bengals-Browns game, same reason you did. Um, he did look bad. And I I don't want to cut him any slack because he's a pervert, but he's kind of like a, a rookie again. It's a weird, like, reborn. Like, you take a year off, dude. I'm telling you, you can – there is no way – that he's just going to jump back in and and be the same. But I agree. Right now, he is trending poor. I, I would have, you know, expected a little bit better. My NFL Week 14 takeaway is more of a declaration than it is a takeaway. The Panthers are kind of alive. And for these last four weeks, I am a gigantic Carolina Panthers fan. My may or may not have taken a side bet with my buddy Jordan Turner on over under six and a half wins on the season for the Panthers. It's time right now, Panthers, to put the hammer down and become Chandler's Carolina and be the team that gets me or doesn't get me, you know, a little a little uh, bragging rights over recurring guest Bears fan Jordan Turner. I know he'll be listening to this. It's alive, and he hasn't admitted it publicly, but I know inside he's sweating. But he, he was talking a lot of crap after the NFC South preview pod, and we made a bet on the spot after recording that pod about their season total. He was talking a bunch of shit. Carolina, let's prove them wrong, but guys. Let's get out there and do it. That is my NFL Week 14 declaration, not takeaway. Blaine, finish it up. Hey, I'm a pretty similar way, but I'm flipping it to the AFC and I'm looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, Evan Ingram has came on strong and Trevor Lawrence has had two of the best games, really three, if you think of week by week, been playing really well and they're firing. They just beat Tennessee, their AFC, AFC South rival, who Tennessee is at seven and six. Jaguars are at five and eight. So I was like, okay, let's break it down and let's see. Tennessee's obviously the hotter team. Cowboys, Jets, Texans, and then Tennessee to end it in Week 18. That Week 18 game against Tennessee and Jacksonville is going to decide that last playoff spot. And, boy, it's going to be fun because Titans got a tough stretch. Chargers, Cowboys, Jags, Texans within there all shuffled up. Like They play pretty similar teams. Jacksonville's the better team right now, and there is a clear way that Jacksonville gets in. Wow, I love that, actually. Really well broken down. And Blaine, honestly, we might need to do some due diligence, and we might owe Johnny a bit of an apology because they're at really after the Titans' narrowly lost to the Chiefs, we were like, this Titans team might be real. Right. And it they're starting to trend back towards Johnny's uh, preseason and early season take that this team might just stink. Yeah. And I think a big part of it, is they are really injured because they just play so physical. I think they almost did it to themselves. It was like almost death by fire. Like they just throw their body around and they they stink right now. I mean, haven't the Jaguars won something crazy over the Titans, like five in a row or something weird like that? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But the whole, you know, firing your GM and then losing to your division rival by 10 plus a week after is not a good look. No. And that's not a good sign. Johnny, you had something to say. Honestly, you, you had the floor here. The the league just gives such ridiculous whiplash week to week with the parody that it has. You know, like Tennessee gets 
slaughtered by Jacksonville, who the week before got slaughtered by the Lions, who for weeks we fucking made fun of every single week. And I was saying stuff like, if the Lions were a person, I would shove them into a trash can. Like, I think it's just, it, and now the Lions look damn good. The hottest you know, team I, in the NFL. It's just ridiculous how, it's why it's so fun. And I love this pod so much talking with you guys because. You know, you, you got to stick your neck out there sometimes. I stuck my neck out there about the Titans for the first two weeks of the year. I looked like a genius for the next six, seven weeks. I looked like a moron. And after the last couple of weeks, it kind of is trending back to where I, I might have been onto something there. I really just think with the Titans, and, and we'll get to them, uh, it just boils down to Tannehill. Like, I just think they're ultimately limited by it's Tannehill. Stinks. And when you have, and you know, we saw this in Jacksonville with Bortles, when you have <clears throat> that quarterback who, who, who puts a ceiling on these teams with great defenses and physicality, you can only do that for so long. Like eventually you want to be like, dang, like, you know, we can't be the freaking 85 bears all the whole time. Can you help us out a little bit? And yeah. then, you know, that, that, that's not good for a locker room. I just really see it ending poorly with the Titans. I know we'll see. They might go off and, and win the whole damn thing. We'll, we'll see. But, you know, like I said before the season, Tannehill has an out in his contract that would really help them with their cap and structuring. That's, of course, why they took Malik Willis. And he he's not ready either. But Tannehill, I think, is going to be what limits the Titans going forward. But we got a lot more to get into. Let's get into it then. Uh, NFL Week 15 slate starts tomorrow night. You'll be hearing the episode today. Thursday, December, what's tomorrow's date? The 16th? 15th? The, December 15th, Thursday night football. San Francisco 49ers travel north to Seattle and take on the Seahawks. San Francisco favored by three and a half. Um, I think we all got duped by the Seahawks. Uh, I think that they actually are trending stinky. And if the Niners weren't good and uh, somehow, someway, Brock Purdy looked like a god last week, if they weren't riding this hot, I would honestly slap the stinky tag on it, but I can't because I do think the Niners are that good. Um, I'm very intrigued by this game because you literally – there's a lot of teams in the NFL that you, like, kind of don't really know what you're going to get week to week, kind of like the Lions. I think the Seahawks are the most I-don't-know-what-you-are team in the NFL. Their offense comes out on fire. Their defense looks like it's the best in the league. The next week, their offense sucks, and their defense looks like they couldn't stop a nosebleed. The Niners, you know what you're going to get with them. They're consistent. They're going to run the football. I know Debo's out, but they have McCaffrey. I love the Niners, minus three and a half on the road. I don't think they're scared to play in Seattle at all. I think their brand travels well. Give me the Niners. Johnny, we'll start with you. Niners for me, guys, if I didn't have – if I was choosing, like, quarterbacks or, or just building a team, of course, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert. Stinks. Um, that would probably be it because, you know, Rodgers and Brady are older. So outside of, like, those guys – and if I'm missing somebody, I'm sorry. But the next thing that I would pick – would just be that Kyle Shanahan orchestrates my offense. It is ridiculous the production that Shanahan can get with whoever is at quarterback. 
And what's ironic to me is the one that's not working for them has been Trey Lance, the one that they've taken the highest. Jimmy works for them. Purdy works for them. Think of some of the guys of, of, of the past. Nick Mullins, C.J. Beathard. Like, these guys work in Shanahan's offense. And no part of me wants to face the 49ers. You know, the Chiefs kicked their ass, and they have been the best defense in football across the board since that ass kicking. And I just think this defense is going to be able to get after Seattle here. I I brought up that point last week, didn't I, guys? I said something like, you know, Seattle is not a bottom five team in the league like we thought before the year. But I don't think they are as good as they looked there for a number of weeks, like you were saying, Chandler. So I, I'm in agreement with you there. Here's what's on the table for Seattle. Seattle has Denver's first round pick next year. Seattle has the number Seattle has the number 2 pick in the draft next year. 2. So, the evaluation they're going to have to make going forward is do they want Gino? Gino's 30. So that do they want Gino for a while? Are they done with Gino? Is Gino a bridge quarterback when if so they can take Will Levis or CJ Stroud or if oh. I don't know if I assume Bryce Young's going to go first, but the the scouts apparently really like Levis from Kentucky. Yeah. I, I they that's just what I've been reading. So whoever is there at two for Seattle, it, there's going to be a quarterback there. So do what is it? What is the future at quarterback for Seattle? I I don't know what it looks like, but here on Thursday, I just like Shanahan. I like this 49ers defense. I said last week I was like I'm just not going to bet on them. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to bet on Brady. I'm going to bet on Brady against Purdy. I mean, it's Brady versus the, the Mr. Irrelevant. That was stupid. Uh, that was a stupid thing to say. So I'll take the 49ers this week, Glenn. Not so fast, my friends. Not so fast. I'm going Seattle. I'm going Seattle because there's this guy named Steve Fezzik. He's the best sports better for like 12 years straight. He goes on. Um, and, and talks about week by week kind of what he takes. And he was sick this week. And so he just kind of like played out that Seattle was one of his plays. So I had to do my own digging. And why did he why did he do this? I love that he did it. Seattle needs this game so, so bad to stay in playoff. They get the Chiefs, the Jets, and then I I forget who they get after that. But if they, you know, if they lose this, lose Chiefs, lose Jets, I mean, they're completely out. Purdy down with an oblique. He'll play, but he's questionable. If Purdy doesn't play, I mean, this game's over from the snap. No Debo. And you got to think the the way that they were having to use Debo and the way that they've been using guys with Purdy in has been like major, major push for playmakers to do more. I don't – the Niners can afford to lose this game. I'm not saying that they're going to go in there and not obviously play 100% hard, but – I think the Debo injury might have scared them, might be pulling away from a little things that they can do with Purdy, and I just don't necessarily think the 49ers – I mean, McCaffrey's going to have to run the ball 40 times, and I don't think they want to do that and keep him healthy throughout the last four weeks of the year because playoff time is what matters. And Seattle at 7-6, and six, Geno Smith is going to get back right 12th man on a Thursday night. Seattle's a tough place to play. I don't care how good or bad they are, and I like Seattle. 
Saturday football kicks off at noon. Indianapolis goes to Minnesota. Minnesota four-point favorites at home. I'm glad we get them out of the way. And Blaine's going to start us on this one. Uh, nothing in my actual brain tells me that the Colts can win this game, and that is exactly why I am taking them plus four and to win. The Vikings flat out stink. Um, they are they are the most overrated team I have ever seen in my life. Um, I mean they got they got their ass kicked by the Lions. They really did. That score I don't think is indicative of the way the game was actually played. Um, they got outclassed, out physical. Their defense is horrendous. That's I know bad. that the I know that the Lions' offense is really hot right now and and really good, but um, it's not a good defense, and that's a huge issue going forward. Much like the Chiefs, we have issues with the Chiefs' defense. It's not played de- very well, and we have issues with that moving forward. I think the Vikings are in the same boat with a way worse quarterback and. Uh, I'm taking the Colts plus forehand to win, Blaine. Yeah, no, I, I I don't blame you. I mean, last week was just such a weird week. Kirk threw for 425. No picks. Had a hell of a game. I mean, he kept them in it. Like, Justin Jefferson went for his a career high 228 yards receiving. Dalvin Cook only rushed about 30 yards. I mean, that's just not good enough. But, I mean, golf in this offense. Jamison Williams had his first touchdown of his career in the NFL for 41 yards. They had a 48-yard bomb to G.J. Chark. To, I mean, the Lions threw everything at them. It was, what, 14 to 7. They went for it on fourth and seven at their own 30 Big in part. the second quarter. Yeah, I mean, that was just like they threw it all out there. And there were a few. Hawkinson had a horrible reunion game back in Detroit. A bad drop on third and seven in territory, then forced a punt. And then he had fumbled the ball. Two, two lost fumbles by the Vikings, and they just – I mean, two huge turnovers, weren't able to capitalize on their drives, and Detroit made two big plays, and that was a difference. Minnesota was good enough, just not – I mean, the, <laughs> Detroit's the hottest team in football, and their defense sucks. The good thing about this is Minnesota's defense sucks, but Indy's offense is fucking horrible. They don't know who their quarterback is. Minnesota can score. I, you know, I like Minnesota getting right back at home, minus four. I'll, I'll take it. Blaine O'Connell. I don't have much to say here. Like, I just it, – it, the Vikings should take care of business here. Um, I agree with Chandler on your thoughts on Minnesota. I just – everyone knows it except for Blaine, I guess. Like, everyone knows it. Like, they're just they're, – they're, you, you have to have some level of talent to win that many games. They've had a lot of bounces their way. I still think they're as good as their record shows, but I think they're going to win this game. I think the Colts are terrible. Funny stat I saw is that uh, Kevin O'Connell and Matt Ryan came into the draft the same year. And Matt Ryan, who's starting for the Colts, is actually eight days older than Kevin O'Connell. And, wow. Uh, so, you know, testament to Coach O'Connell, though. I mean, no matter what, winning games is hard in this league. He's a first-year coach, um, you know, Court, former coordinator. He's not been a head coach in this league before. He's a young guy. Um, it looks like those guys like playing for him. So testament to him there. I think four is a good line for Minnesota. I, I, I'm i not thinking too hard here. I actually really want to bet on Minnesota. I want to say uh, – I can't say anything else. Just keep going. I mean, Blaine, <laughs> Blaine thinks it's going to be a Vikings-Chargers Super Bowl. 
No, I don't. I mean, the Chargers might make the playoffs this year and there'd be a bad team to face in the wild card. That's a fact. Minnesota, that's a, well, don't see either, that's a way but, different story you know, than it, what I just said. That's way different than what I just said. And now it yeah, sounds like you are one. kind of agreeing with me. No, just keep going. Saturday afternoon, AFC North battle. The Ravens travel to take on the Cleveland Browns. Browns favored by three here. Very interesting. Um, I, this feels kind of like a rat line in the fact that it makes you kind of want to take Baltimore. But do you trust Tyler Huntley with Huntley with a week of film? And he got banged up against the Steelers, if I remember correctly. Is he going to play? Cleveland didn't play well. Third game for Deshaun. Could it be his best outing? I tend to kind of like the Browns here, guys, but I will say this. The Browns, for whatever reason, they've been getting behind in games. Maybe that's the reason why. They have not been running the ball with Chubb that much. It was really a detriment to my fantasy team, and he's not getting – A, he's the touches he's getting, he's not getting the yards that we're accustomed to seeing, and B, he's just not getting that many touches to begin with. Um, so it's either it's a combination of being behind or they don't feel confident running the football, and the Ravens can stop the run, in my opinion. So it's a tough matchup. I'm going to take the uh, home team in a divisional game at home by a field goal, sure. Give me Cleveland, and I'll even take them to win. Baltimore, not trending dead, but they're approaching the cliff, I think, in my opinion. It could either be a fall-off big time, or they could hang on for dear life and maybe make the playoffs. Uh, Johnny, I think it's you, buddy. Yeah, and Blaine, I'm curious to hear your thoughts here because I, I think your point on Seattle earlier was sharp about really, like, needing a game. I, I think I might be getting kind of worried about Baltimore just because, this, like I said last week, this feels exactly like last year. I'm not seeing any updates on Lamar. Have you guys? No. Like, I, I, don't, I, I think he's out, yeah. It, well, I mean, I think he's out this week. But I mean, like, they're not, not saying – they're not, like, saying anything. And to me, like, the silence is deafening. Like, they – it's very uncertain in Baltimore. Tyler Huntley, had he practiced today. Um, but, you know, with their game being on Saturday, they started their practice a day early. He's practiced both days with the concussion. So I'm assuming he's going to go. But, I mean, he's not any good. Like, so I just – that's why Cleveland's favored here. And Baltimore really needs this game. So, like, similarly to Seattle, you'd think they would be able to get up for this spot. Uh, but but I just don't know because I don't – I really think Huntley is, like, bad. So, I, I don't know what Baltimore can do here. I, I, I don't have a lean on this one. You know, Chandler, I think, just taking the home favorite is – is fine but part of me wants to take baltimore on the road with the points so i guess i'll commit to that i'll say baltimore and the points but blaine i'm curious to see what you have here i'm probably just gonna stay away overall yeah no it's so tough and it's like it's it's one of those where if you really want to step out on a ledge you take cleveland and that's what i'm going to do because you know at the at the point yes Baltimore's really, really good at stopping the run. Chandler, great point. They're second in the NFL in allowing rush yards and, and what I think first in allowing rushing touchdowns. They don't allow it. But I don't like, is Deshaun finally, how many games is he going to take? Because Njoku looked, has been, since he's been back last week, a wagon. 
And if they can get anything going outside of Chubb and Hunt, then, you know, like Deshaun has the playmaking ability to be that good. We've seen it before, but when is it going to hit or will it point to Johnny's at the start of this podcast? I don't know. I'd rather take, honestly, I'd rather take Deshaun and Chubb, Hunt, Najoku, Cooper than I would Huntley and who the fuck else, Gus Edwards or whatever you might want to put back there. You know, so. J.K. Dobbins, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just like oh. it, it, it's a game that means a lot. Players are going to make plays, and I trust Cleveland's players, and that's what I think Vegas is doing. And it's so 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 hard. I, I imagine the guy that was making this line in Vegas had to have a hard time making it because you don't know what you're going to get out of either. Trust it's Cleveland. Trust is a tough word. Yeah, <laughs> can't do much trust in, the, no. in this game. No, you cannot. No trusting. Um, Saturday night football, big game on ABC. It's got to be college football, right? No, sticking with the NFL. I bet it's on NBC, guys. Miami Dolphins travel very far north to Buffalo to take on the Bills in an AFC East matchup. Uh, Dolphins plus seven. That I was texting the guys before we got on here. That seems a little disrespectful to a team that had been getting a lot of national praise in the last two weeks, haven't been really going their way. Um, I understand that it's a uh, it's in Buffalo, but plus seven for a team that, you know, like I just said, feels like it had some noise behind it. A little disrespectful, in my opinion, against a Buffalo team who, frankly, has really not been playing that well in their own right. Um, I mean, they've been winning games. You can't take anything away from that, but they haven't been playing to the standard that we thought we saw in the earlier parts of the season. Um, I love Buffalo being at home because it's going to be nasty and it's going to be cold. And I think it's supposed to snow And Miami. They, the writing was on the wall with them. I tweeted this the other day. They are the Vikings of the AFC. They are all flash and no, no toughness. I mean, that story about them having heaters on the sideline, I think you put a lot of stock into that, in my opinion. You're getting ready to go to where it is cold, colder than it has ever been (laughs) in a lot of places in the entire world. And you're getting ready to play a football game at night in front of a a scary crowd. Tua cannot do this. I'm going to ride the Bills minus seven. Um, I know we want them to lose technically, but I don't think it's going to happen. Blaine. Yeah, no, here's where I dropped the stat that I teased at the um and while we were texting. It was Oh yeah. It's it's about Tua. Tua has played in sixty what I said, sixty-three or sixty-eight snaps or games through college and NFL in his career. Now, mind you, high school in Hawaii, college at Bama, NFL at Miami. He has never played a game below freezing temperatures and never played a game started a game below 38 degrees wind chill 20 degrees in buffalo terrible weather Tua doesn't know how to grip a ball in this cold tyree kill has a banged up ankle dolphins defense is horrible i mean everything wants me to bet dolphins like obviously we want the one seed but i just with everything being said and what tyreek's done over the last few weeks of being so confident that they're making the playoffs like i you know i i like I said, I want the Bills to lose, but I also want Tyreek Hill not to make the playoffs just as much. And I'm going to go Bills here. Um, take the point. I'll go Bills. Johnny, do you have any fun Tyreek rants built up 
because I feel like you could probably just let one rip and I'd like to hear it because let me go on a little bit of one before you go. He is really pissing me off. And quite frankly, I know he doesn't care because he has money. He's got the money now and all this shit, but he really got bodied by chief's Twitter um, for what he said in the interview with Shannon Sharp. I mean, the fact that he was talking about his targets and then all these stats about how many targets he was getting come out and the timelines of when he was traded and when he said in the podcast, he was, you know, all this stuff happened. Johnny, you had some great tweets about it. Maybe just your quick, awesome thoughts about it, because I'd love to hear them. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, he's just, you know, this guy came from nothing, gets some money, and then just turns into a total fuckhead. Uh the only reason he's in this league is because the Chiefs were one of the teams that actually decided to take a chance on him in the first place when we had all that bullshit uh, from Oklahoma State that made him go to West Alabama. He was a fifth-round pick, first-round talent, of course, but a he was a fifth-round pick. Amid all of those allegations and teaching him how to be a man and sticking by his side, teaching him how to interview and be able to speak well, because if you listen to Tyreek at the very beginning, it, it was like he was speaking a different language. Uh, after all of that, being under Andy Reid's wing, getting playing time as a rookie, playing with Patrick Mahomes, playoff, all this stuff. Uh, the, Super Chiefs Bowl. Didn't the Chiefs didn't release him in the draft where they took McColl. They took McColl because of uncertainty with the video and audio recording coming out of the footage of him and his baby mama and like beating his son or something like that. Um, whenever that came out, the Chiefs stuck by his side. They drafted McColl when it was kind of resolved. The Chiefs gave him an extension right after that. Uh, the Chiefs offered him $25 million this year, according to Tyreek, and they wanted to go get more money. And Tyreek is complaining about lack of targets. He had the most targets of his career last year. He won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. The Chiefs helped him get full custody of his kids from this baby mama. And he's just he, – Tyreek just wants to be – Dion, he wants to be primetime. He wants to be, he's just an unbelievable narcissist, as really as sad as it is. And it just sucks to see as a Chiefs fan because he did so many good things. I loved having Tyreek Hill. When he was traded, I was completely floored and I had to go through the stages of grieving, you know, denial. <laughs> yeah. No way they just traded him. Acceptance. Okay. He, this is why they did it. I understand now, you know, like I, and when he does this kind of stuff, it pisses me off. The The one part, other than, of course, like he wants to face the Chiefs in the playoffs and they're going to have to double team him, like, blah, blah, blah. Shut the fuck up. Uh, the one that pissed me off the most was when he talked about all he wanted were, was for the Chiefs to pay him what A.J. Brown got. The Chiefs traded Tyreek in March. A.J. Brown didn't get paid until May. So Tyreek is just lying. He's just lying, deflecting the blame. Dude, you just wanted to go get the most money. That's it. It's not about, oh, they didn't love me. They didn't love me. It's a business. They offered you $25 million. Just, dude. Yeah, like, I it's agree. Just, it just is what it is, and it's over, and he's the one who keeps fucking talking about it. So, look, yeah, that was a long-winded way of saying, fuck Tyreek Hill. The Dolphins are going to get slaughtered here. The Bills are good. 
The Bills are good. I don't care how much Nick Wright wants to say Josh Allen's not doing well. I know we don't like Josh Allen. Fuck him. Thanks. Fuck the Bills. The Bills are are the Bills are fine. The Bills are going to win this game. Tua was three of seventeen at one point passing against the Chargers in a controlled environment. What's oh. he going to do in Buffalo with a storm coming off of the lake and twenty inches of snow? The Dolphins are screwed. Bills all the way here. Uh, you said it was seven. Yeah, I'll take him. And Tyreek, yeah. listen, dude, fuck you, Tyreek, you stupid fuck. It would actually maybe benefit if they tied. That'd be kind of sick because it'd be like, ugh. But I don't know. No, you know what? Honestly, I'm not going to say this out loud, but go Bills. I hate the Dolphins. Someday. Hey, Tyreek hey, Ty yeah. Hill, Chandler. Hey, Tyreek Hill, uh, you had the most drops of your career last year. You had the most targets of your career. You had the most catches of your career. And he talks about, man, there were games in the middle of the season where I only had about two or three targets. Bullshit. There were two games last year where he had three or less targets. Week 16 versus the Steelers, the Chiefs won 36 to 10. And week 18 versus the Broncos, the Chiefs won 28 to 24. And Tyreek didn't play the entire game. Other than that, he never had less than two. He never had less than three targets. So when he's he's just lying. He's just lying. He can't keep his stories straight. There were there were times during the year in the middle of the season where I had like two, three targets and I had to talk to my position coach, blah, blah, blah. Dude, Tyreek, just get that out of the locker room. I'm serious, man. Like I know he's amazing, Chandler, but just just get it out of the locker room. It's gone and the Chiefs offense is is just fine. I want to play them. I want to play Miami so bad. I want to play Tyreek. Sunday football. Kicking off noon slate, Atlanta Falcons goes to the Saints. And I'm going to go ahead and put the stinky tag on this one. Um, it's a stinky, stinky game, in my opinion. Not really for sure what the direction is of either team. Both teams have quarterback issues. Desmond Ritter is playing, starting for the Falcons. I believe something I heard, Mariota like got, he like is leaving the team or something weird with a knee thing. Um I don't have any idea what's going on in Atlanta and the Saints the same exact way. I'm staying way away from this, but I will just lean home team here and take the Saints. Um, they have better players than the Falcons, right? We think they should. It's weird. Somebody talked me into this, Blaine. Did I see that Mariota? Like, is there rumors that, like, it's not good? Like, he's totally out? Yeah. Like, uh, I, like, I think he, like, leaving. he, like, left the facility. Yeah, yeah. literally. That's not good. But no. on the same page, like you're sticking with Andy Dalton. That's just as bad. Like, I'm glad that the Falcons are going with Ritter. I think that's the right move for the franchise to test it and see what it's going to happen. That's what NFL franchises should do. Yeah. And sticking with Andy Dalton is exactly what you shouldn't do. I mean, I've been calling for Jameis and Jameis and Jameis and tying it back to the pre-fantasy pod. That's the guy I said to take. Obviously, I was completely wrong because I didn't think that they were going to go this way. But, I mean – I don't know what to do because of that. I, I don't know what Ritter's going to look like, and a, Andy Dalton just can't be competent. The right side of my mind says the same thing as you, Chandler. I guess I'll go New Orleans, too. Can you say what the line was again? It is Saints minus four in the Dome, the Superdome, not the Mercedes-Benz, or Caesar Superdome. Yeah, this game's terrible. Like, this is a... 
freaking terrible game and stinky and there are these teams are all they're both in the playoff hunt like it's just ridiculous how bad that division is um just did a little twitter search uh not to brag hashtag twitter shout out twitter honestly it's so sick i love twitter but uh i guess mariota uh his wife or girl whoever you know some chick uh had a baby they had a baby like a day ago. Long. Yeah, congrats on the sex. But uh, right. Mariota, you know, Smith, like, said he basically insinuated that he quit on the team. And now I'm seeing stuff like maybe he's just got demoted and is now spending time with the baby. And uh, someone put that she might be dealing with postpartum depression, so he wants to be with her. Whatever it is, like, I think they should have made the switch to Ritter a long time ago. I mean, it, it was just bad with Mariota. I mean, he is we, – we know what he is. Um, so, I'm excited to see what they got from Ritter. I'm excited to see, um, you know, if he can establish some sort of rapport with Drake London. It's a shame that Kyle Pitts isn't out there. But I, I just want to see if somebody else can get it going with those guys. But this is like a – you know, if you only have two TVs, I wouldn't even put this on one of those TVs. This is like a let's check the highlights on Twitter or maybe the scores on my phone type game. I'll take, I'll take Ritter. I'll take Ritter and the Falcons. All right. I like it. Gross, man. I mean, who? This is bad. That's a hashtag for the pod moment from Johnny. There. This is the game that is like forgotten about, even on Red Zone. Like it might not be seen that much. Moving on, Dallas Cowboys travel to Jacksonville to take on the, I guess, Red Hot Jags, question mark. But, man, for Seattle, uh, this month, you know what? They're the AFC Seattle because you just don't know what you're going to get from this team. They come out and they smack the Jag or the Titans in the mouth. And the week prior, they got murdered by the Lions. Um, so you really just don't know. I would say now they're trending in the right direction. And this, for me, points in every direction to the Cowboys. Cowboys squeaked. Maybe the Cowboys looked in the mirror a little bit, thought they were a little bit better than they thought they were, came out a little flat against the Texans, kind of got punched in the mouth, had to fight through it. But to their credit, they won the game. Impressive drive from Dak after throwing what I think might have been the worst interception I've ever seen from a quarterback that is of Dak's monetary status. It was so bad backed up before the, the the way that the Texans got the ball back for the Cowboys to make that defensive goal line stand. That interception was the worst pick I have ever seen. I, his arm did technically get hit, but even if it didn't get hit, guys, it was going, it was going to be right on the defensive back quicker than it was. It was terrible, but credit to them. They won the game. I'm taking Dallas here, minus four on the road. I can't trust Jacksonville. We've said it before in the past. The Johnny Road Jags are dead, and they need to continue to be dead. Give me the Cowboys. And I hate Dallas, so it's tough for me, but I'm Dallas all the way. Johnny? God, the Jags pissed me off, man. Like, these are – they're one of those teams that was kind of, like I said, my darling at the beginning, but I can't go back. Like, I've already banished them to hell. You know, my reputation is on the line here for thousands and thousands of listeners for the Figure It Out podcast. I can't. I can't do it. I can't go back to the Jags. You know, I said, like, a couple of weeks ago, like, they had that game against the fucking Lions and that they controlled their destiny going forward. 
and they get blown out by the Lions, who are playing good football. Testament to them. Then they come back last week. I go against the Jags. I was on the Jags that week. Then last week, I go against the Jags um, with the Titans, and then that was wrong there. So I don't, I don't know what to do here. I just think the Cowboys are – I think the Cowboys are the better team, but the line is kind of enticing with the Jaguars being at home. Trevor Lawrence is playing great football, and, you know, Blaine, we talked about that a while ago, like, before this little stretch of good play from Trevor Lawrence, we had said like Trevor Lawrence just ain't it. He just ain't it. And he's been it since then. He's been playing really good football and, you know, he's putting the ball where it's supposed to be. One of my big complaints with him is that he just didn't throw with any touch. I mean, every throw was a, a nuke over to people. He's throwing with touch. He's making some good decisions. Oh, my God. So I just talked myself into the Jags. Yep. There it is. The Johnny Road Jags are back this week, and I'll take them at home plus four against a Cowboys team that – I don't know. I don't know if I can trust them. I think they're a better team, but the Jaguars are playing really good football right now. So the Jags are Jags. Wow. Yeah, we're jagging off this week. And we're jagging it. off, and I'm I am, uh, I'm bonking with you, brother, because I'm going Jags. Here, um, Bomb. <clears throat> double. I was gonna go like double, not so fast, and I'm so stoked that I didn't because I like the bonk better, <laughs> and I like I like. Also, not you know, this not so fast. No, like you can't a, do one a pod. One a pod. One a pod's all you need. Lee Corso's days are about over, so that needs to be about over too. Trevor Lawrence hot though. He's the only quarterback in the NFL with ten plus touchdowns, zero ints since November. That's something to say. Um, Evan Ingram is the best tight end in football as of last week. <laughs> that guy put up like 40 fantasy points. And, you know, there's just something about me. Like, Dallas is always, like, trying to be one of the best teams in the NFC or the best team in the NFC. They have just, in Dak's years at Dallas, have never been able to get there, ever. And I just, this is a clear game. If Dallas wins and beats the beats the hot Jags, then they're there. Like, they are that team in the NFC to beat, and I just don't believe Dallas can do it. I don't believe Dak can do it. You couldn't do it against the abysmal Texans. You're not going to be able to do it he against – do it. Oh, my God, dude. Did you watch that fucking game? He was the worst quarterback in the league last week. So, I just – I'm not putting my money there. I think the Jags have a lot to play for here. If they win this game, they're at a very good spot, as I noted at the start of the pod. I'll go Jags. Dak had a typical Kirk Cousins week. And he won the game. If the roles were reversed, if Kirk was in Dallas, it would have been the best game he's ever seen. And they're going to the Super Bowl. They're going to the Super Bowl. That's Kirk. That's like, ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Mm, he must hey, be. John. Johnny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had a couple teas tonight, Blaine. <laughs> so? <laughs> Cheers. Are you guys done? Yeah, I think so. Well, not for, the, not for the show, but for right now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, one thing on the Jaguars, real quick though, the Jaguars obviously had the number one pick in the draft last year. They took Tra- Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson. I wonder how they're feeling about that right now because Hutch has got seven sacks and looks like a beast in Detroit. Walker only has three and a half sacks. And then you just like, you know, whenever the Chiefs played them, I remember like I didn't really hear his name ever. Um, you know, it's comparable to 
you know, George Karloftis has three and a half sacks. And we, you heard our thoughts on him on the pod earlier this week. So the number one overall pick in the draft is performing at the same level really as George Karloftis. And they took him over Hutchinson, who I don't know. It's, he, he seemed like a plug and play, can't miss player in this league. So that's all I got. Speaking of Aiden Hutchinson, the Detroit Lions, possibly the hottest team in the National Football League, goes on the road to take on the New York Jets, who had a decent game against the Buffalo Bills, but came up short. This Sunday, it is a pure pick'em on the Barstool Sportsbook, which is the book I look at here for just the uh, lines for the people. It, and I think that's the exact definition of this game. Um because I think the Jets are capable of just about beating anybody in the NFL, but they're also capable of losing to anybody in the NFL. And you could kind of say the same thing about the Lions, even though right now the Lions are playing a lot more consistently. Um, Goff, Goff and this offense looks really good, but the strength of the Jets, as we know, is this defense. And they, I know, is shitty weather, but it's always like that in Buffalo. And the Jets put it on on Josh Allen, honestly. Um, the Bills made the plays they needed to make, but that's because they have Josh Allen. And no offense to Jared Goff, I don't think that's him. Goff stinks on the road. For that, I'm going to take the Jets. The Lions seem too hot. They've got to slip up somewhere. I know it's not the same old Lions, but I think Mike White, this team rallies around Mike White. This team likes Mike White. I'm going to go with the home team and pick them. Jets, Blaine. See, the problem I have is that, you know, is Mike White going to be okay? I mean, he looked, he looked like he couldn't walk going out of the tunnel in Buffalo, and that's a problem. Quentin Williams went out pre-half whenever it was, what was it, like 7 nothing? I think, real, real, real close early. Then Buffalo went on to score some points there late and into the second half. Quentin Williams is day-to-day. That's their guy in the middle. That's their he guy to guy. stop. He's I mean – He's one of the best players, interior players in the NFL. And if they don't have him, this defense isn't the same. So I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm getting with the Jets. I do know what I'm getting with the Lions and that they're red hot and that they're riding high and that they have a chance to make the playoffs. And I think I'm going to go with that route. Now, I don't love it, but I, like I said, I don't know if the Jets can be as good as they've been without two guys that have made them what they are over the last handful of weeks. So uh, just watch the injury report too Sunday. Don't bet it now, bet it later. Yeah, I was really impressed with, I've just been really impressed with Mike White. Like I just, one of the easiest tells that a guy is a guy is like, if the offensive linemen like him, that's a like that's a big tell. And like Zach Wilson gets benched and Mike White's starting and these guys are wearing like Mike White shirts on the plane when they're traveling for the game. Like they just like Mike White. And you can tell why. The guy got his ribs vaporized <laughs> multiple times and just that looked like it hurt so fucking bad. And you just just came back into the game and it's pain in a part of your body that you're using every time you're throwing the ball. And man, I like how that Jets team matches up with Buffalo though. I, that weather was bullshit. 
Mike White was getting slaughtered back there and, and playing through some injuries, and the Bills didn't look very good. I think that'd be a really fun matchup if that somehow happens in the playoffs would be Bills-Jets. Um, the Chiefs can somehow sneak that one seed back, and maybe it's a 2-7 or something like that. But in this matchup here against the Lions, I this is going to be – this is bad. I, I like Detroit. I like Detroit here. What I don't like, Chandler, you brought this up. It's kind of funny. Dan Campbell went on that. What did he say? You, Chandler, you tell the story about the wave. Well, he Dan Campbell went on uh, a competing podcast of the Figure It Out pod called the Pat McAfee Show. Not as popular, not as good, but not even close. Um, Dan Campbell went on there and was talking about the the uh, play action pass to Penne Sewell that essentially won them the game um, with him catching the ball. And he said that he didn't hear it called in because he was, he was too busy. He was distracted by the wave in the crowd. Now, if you, if you watch, if you watch, so the, annoying. if you watch the video, it, the way he, the way he says it, he kind of looks like he, like he, he kind of was like making a joke of it. Yeah, like he wouldn't actually call it, but like I just still don't think you say things like that. Like I think he knew the whole time that it was getting called, but just like he wanted to be funny on the show. I really kind of believe that, but just don't even say that, dude. Because then you come back and on the fake punt, he said the same thing. Sorry if I'm stealing your thunder here, but no, he said no, the no. same. He said the same thing about the fake punt. He said he couldn't hear his special teams coordinator, and so they just ran it. Like, dude, I know that you're a okay. player's coach, and and X's and O's probably aren't your best strength, and you don't. Ha- that doesn't. That's not a requirement, in my opinion, in today's football. But, dude, you're still the head coach, bro. You can't be saying things like that. This goes okay. No, I'm switching Jets because this is the <laughs> shit that pisses me off about Dan Campbell. I like I like some of the stuff that they're doing. The players like him. Like he's a tough nosed old school football guy. But some of this Mickey Mouse bullshit that he does has to fucking stop. I cannot imagine the response. It's because he's like a big athletic, burly kind of guy. Ex NFL player. Yes. If Andy Reid said something like that, he would be destroyed by the media. Like it's just and he wouldn't have told that story if they lost the game. So it's like, what stories have we not heard yet about Dan Campbell? Give me the Jets here in this spot. I just think that they're like the tougher the tougher team. And uh, yeah, now that you told that story again, that's kind of pissed me off. Like, I, dude, <laughs> it, it, you know, people get mad at people get, you know, what does Nathaniel Hackett do? For the Broncos, because Nathaniel Hackett doesn't call defensive plays or schemes. You know, he doesn't call offensive plays. He delegated that duty. Dan Campbell's not calling defensive plays. Dan Campbell's not calling offensive plays. So what? What do you? What exactly do you do here? Okay, like so, Dan Campbell's just like the camp counselor, I guess, in Detroit for the Lions. I know for a fact Robert Sala is very involved in what's going on on the defense for the Jets. That's why they're so damn good and tough. Not having Quinn and Williams, if that's really the case, is going to be really tough for them. But it, no, I'm yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I, I hate Detroit. Fuck Detroit. No, the Jets. 
Philadelphia goes on the road to take on the Chicago Bears. Uh, guys, I don't know if we have to spend too much time on this. The Bears are where they're at. Their offense looks a little bit better, but they're going up against an absolute juggernaut in the NFC. Um, I mean, until Philly proves me wrong, I don't really have a negative thing to say about them. They look like a wagon right now. They run the ball insanely well. I love watching Jalen Hurts play. Um, it's a nightmare for Chicago. One thing I will say be on the lookout. You know Soldier Field, the actual surface, is going to be awful. So I'm not, you know, of course, wishing the best of health to all the players, but that field blows, dude. And the D- Denver's field last week blew, too. I was nervous the whole fucking time. Just because it's not turf doesn't mean injuries aren't going to happen. You fucking step wrong, and that field sucks, and it could be detrimental. So Philly, minus nine. Take it all the way. Just nobody get hurt, please. Johnny. Philly for me as well. We've seen Philly is able to blow teams out and hold on to leads. Um, they're obviously the, the superior team. You know, this is kind of a spot where, you know, I like taking dogs at lines like this. I just don't think it – not the Bears. Not, not this time. Earlier today we were talking about a picture that – I, no, it might have been me. I don't know. Was it me who found it? But I think it might have been Blaine. He was talking about team war produced wins above replacement. It's just basically like a definition, definition, a stat of how good your team is with multiple factors. Like how, uh, you know, what part of your team is producing wins essentially. And they had all the teams on there. You know, Chiefs uh, were. Second, Eagles were first. Bears were last on the list, and I thought this was interesting. And I want if if I have this understood right or wrong, just let me know, guys. But one of the lines on there is just team war, right? So Chiefs is seven point one nine. The war without the quarterback for the Chiefs is three point five seven. So what that's saying is, you know, it's we'll make the numbers easy. There's a four difference between the team war and the war without the quarterback on the Chiefs. So it's basically saying Mahomes is amazing. You know, the Chiefs team is not very good if you take Mahomes out. When you add Mahomes, they have the second highest war in the league. The Bears team war is 1.16. Their war without the quarterback is 1.33. And this is throughout the whole season. This is not just since Justin Fields got hurt. So that's saying that Fields is actually lowering the war of this Bears team. Do I have that understood correctly, Blaine? Did you notice that? What is, is am I understanding that right? Yeah, it also could be because Fields was bad there for early, and then he got hot. So like, you want to take a little bit to it that Fields has been a lot better whenever he got things going. But yeah, I mean, I think and it's surely, just the Bears, Bears are too. bad too. <laughs> Surely, too, the war has something to do with actually winning the game instead of stats because right. Fields has been having good stats, but he hasn't been winning games. I mean, that's no – I'm not – no slight to him or whatever, but, like, the Bears just haven't been winning. So that's got to be somewhere in that stat, surely. Um, okay, so, I, yeah, basically, yeah, I, I agree. And I thought that that table, if no one's seen it, maybe we can throw that on the figure it out social. But I think – I think that was – there's a lot of stats. PFF throws bullshit out there all the time. This is not PFF. As a baseball fan, I think war is a fantastic stat. I think that – I and I, I, I would 
pretty much just agree with this entire table, what it's saying. Like, I think it's incredibly accurate. So check that out. But long story short, this game is the number one team in, to- in terms of team war versus number 32 in Chicago in terms of team war. I don't think you got to think too hard about it. Nine's a lot of points, but I just think it's not, I think it's not even going to be close. So um, I'll take Philly here. And uh, yeah, don't, don't, don't think about it too much. Chicago's got the third pick in the draft guys. They're battling with Denver. Whose pick goes to Seattle. You guys, uh, just, you guys just think, do you think fields is their guy? Do you think yeah. it's yeah. Yep. It's just to set the stage. If let's say they have that top three pick, new GM, new coach this year. Shout out their second year. Yep. I know. I wonder if they. I just wonder if they have a top three pick. I think they've they seen enough do. from him. They've seen enough from him this year. They can yep. build around what he does because honestly, he's not this. Now this might be crazy, but he's not that far off from Jalen Hurts. His ability to run, if he can improve his passing, I'm not kidding you. That kid can freaking run. I'm so just he, saying, like, I, I hear you. I hear you, Chandler. I'm just saying, as a team, you don't expect to be picking in the top three. These guys evaluate year-round. I just wouldn't – I know it looks like he's their guy. I wouldn't completely rule out them looking into, well – what if we traded Justin to somebody else who liked him during the draft? And if they love a guy, if they love Stroud or Levis, I'm just saying I would not. There's no way they've completely closed the door. All right. On it. All right. I know I can take that for what it's worth. I can. And I, but, it, you know, Fields can also make a difference in a game like he was ill. Uh, I think this week he's going to play, expected to play. But you guys gave me enough time to think about that. I haven't thought about this game before you started talking. But Eagles got the Cowboys next week. And that game is going to be massive. And Parsons has been pissing off the Eagles. Like, if there's a, if there's a letdown game, this is the one. But I yeah. think the Eagles are just too good. Just too good. I think they go in and handle business. But I'm telling you, there's a there's there's an inkling in the back of my mind that says nine points is too much. It might be too. It might be. I mean, they played the Colts the one and lost to the Commanders just a handful of weeks ago. So there's, yeah, you know, there's what it is, right? But but Justin Field or excuse me, Jalen Hurts has been so so good this year. I just don't believe he's going to continue to be that incredibly hot through the next four games. There's got to be some time, whether it's this week, next week, this would be a hell of a week for him to be bad, but sometime it's going to happen. And if it happens this week, don't be shocked um, for the Bears to cover, but I'll go Eagles just for the sake of my. The Pittsburgh Steelers travel to take on the Carolina Panthers. Boys, Panthers are alive. A lot of positivity towards the Panthers, as I discussed in my NFL Week 14 Takeaway, I won't spend much time on this because I think the Panthers are honestly outside of my actual personal my my personal interest in this game. I think the Panthers are riding high right now, guys. I think Darnold, I don't know, maybe they're bought into him. Defense seems to be playing pretty well. They go on the road and they beat Seattle, which I know what we have said about Seattle, but still going there and and a game that could have probably been a blowout for Seattle. The Panthers hold on and play a good football game and and won the game. 
Steelers, Pickett, banged up. Their defense is pretty scary in terms of who they have and what the Panthers have done in the past. But Panthers at home, minus three. Vegas knows, guys. It's the Panthers here for me. I've got to take them. I'm going to take them. Panthers, minus three, money line, whatever you want, people. I'm telling you, listen to me. Johnny, or is it Blaine? (laughs) It doesn't matter. I'll go because I'm like, the Panthers have a shot to make the playoffs, as you said. Sure they do. Buccaneers and the Saints and the Panthers all play each other three of the last four or the last two weeks of the year. So Panthers go Steelers. They they need to win this game for them to go then Lions, Bucks, Saints. So if they beat the Steelers, they're going into their last three like, oh, hey, if we win out in our division or if we win one of the two and someone else's slips, we're in. And this game is huge. Well, on the other side, it's also huge for Tomlin. Tomlin just came off a loss to the Ravens that hurt, hurt bad. And Tomlin doesn't do that often. So this is a game of will. This could be a stinky tag if it's not the playoff. You know, if it's kind of mid-year, we might put that on it. But with all that's on the line, this game is awesome. And I, you know, I want to go Sam Darnold in the Panthers, but T.J. Watt could wreck it. So we'll see what happens. I'll go Panthers with you, Chandler. That a boy, Blaine. That a boy. See, not all the time, people, he pisses me off. This time, he's making me happy. I love you. Panthers clean sweep. What they want to hey. do is look. I there. There's a narrative that maybe Darnold is their guy. No, he's not. They they, <laughs> they are. He's not, guys. They are going. They just run the <laughs> fucking shit out of the football. They that's all. That's what they do. Carolina, if you include all of their rushing attempts, right? Last last week, Darnold likes to run. He's got some good legs. He he uh, he did some good running with the Jets too. I remember he had like one really long run one time. Anyways, they ran the ball forty six times against Seattle. Like that's what they want to do is run the football. Darnold was Darnold was fourteen of twenty four for one hundred and twenty yards against Seattle. That's not what they want to do. They want to just run, run, run. So they're, it doesn't matter if, if the Steelers are good against the run. They are still going to try to run. And Deontay Foreman's been awesome. Uh, Chuba Hubbard had a good game last week. He got in the end zone. Chuba. So, yeah, I think they're just going to run on, on, on Pittsburgh. And no part of me wants to bet Pittsburgh. I think we saw a little bit of the off-the-field stuff last week and we've seen it a few times actually with uh george pickens i think he's a really good talent but like he's already like popping off on the sideline and body language and stuff he's just a head case i think might be bad for the locker room or something you know you like guys that want to win it's football it's an emotional game but man you're a rookie chill out i do have to say though if mitch doesn't throw three picks Steelers won that game. I mean, Mitch threw three picks. How bad is Mitch? Oh, my God. Blaine, any quarterback in the league outside of Patrick Mahomes throws three picks and you're not winning the game, which just goes to show the greatness of Patrick Mahomes because he did throw three picks and we still won and beat Denver for the 14th time. For all the listeners who don't like the Chiefs, I just want you to put that in your coffee in the morning and drink it. So. Have I wasn't gonna that. Put that in your coffee and drink it. Pretty good, huh? 
Okay, guys. Alluded to it on Twitter. Telling the listeners, Johnny's loving it right now. Telling the listeners on Twitter what <laughs> I had something that I was going to do. And going forward, I think for as long as this podcast lives, we're going to have one of these a year. This is the 2022 stinkiest tag of the year. <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals travel to take on the Denver Broncos in Mile High Stadium on Sunday afternoon. And congratulations to this game because you have the first ever stinkiest tag of the year tag on you. And it is this game. Um now, a little bit of it does have to do with an unfortunate injury. And while we say what we say about Kyler and 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 this Cardinals team, uh, horrible injury. I mean, you just kind of knew it right away. And I had a bunch of different group texts. This one involved um, just text randomly, Kyler might be dead. And it was a, a bad injury, and everybody knew it right away. Judon, like, he immediately called for the cart to come out. It was just bad, so – Never want to see that, but okay. Move on to the actual game. Who's going to be on the field? Guys, <laughs> this game seriously might be 3-0. And it also could be the first game in the history of the sport of football to end in a 0-0 tie. I mean, how do either of these teams score? I mean, Denver doesn't – I think sometimes we forget about this too, and I thought about this after the Monday pod, after I cleared my brain up of some, of some trash that had had in it. Like, the Denver hadn't done anything against the Chiefs' defense until the Chiefs just gifted them two possessions in great field position. Every time, if we had to punt, Broncos didn't go and score. The defense was playing really well. It's when you give this team momentum that that any team in the NFL can capitalize on that. I mean, this Denver offense stinks the, the last week should not be indicative of what you, we think that they can do because I don't think that's the case at all. And on the flip side, the Cardinals offense, do you trust it at all? I think it stinks. Do they believe in anything they're doing? Is it Colt McCoy? Um, it's an awful game. I'm going to take the Cardinals because fuck Denver, but this is the 2022 stinkiest tag of the year placed right here. Week 15, Arizona Cardinals at the Denver Broncos. Johnny? This is hilarious. This I I did not, not look at this game on the slate. I must have just glanced over it or didn't realize when I was looking at it before the show. This is hysterical. This matchup has an over-under of 36. I mean, that is disgusting. Um, Brett Rippon versus Colt McCoy. Uh, Russ didn't practice there with the concussion. Not much you can say here. I am I am curious to see. Is, is Hard Knock still going? Is it done? Yeah. Or is it, okay, so we'll see. Kind of with the whole Kyler thing, some some behind the scenes stuff. But you know, both these teams are looking for a new head coach after the year, so they're both dead in the water. They just have to play the game. I'm not ever betting on Denver, so I'll take uh, take Arizona here, but. I mean, no Cortland Sutton for the Broncos, no Russ potentially. Nah. Blaine? Yeah, I guess the no Russ thing throws me for a wrench because I was all in on Denver here. But if Russ doesn't, then <laughs> – wow. I mean, abysmal. 
I don't have anything else to say other than that. I'll go Denver at home, back-to-back weeks at home. Arizona's just in a horrible place. I don't have anything else to say, Chandler. Me either. This game stinks. Stinkiest tag of the year. Moving forward, New England Patriots travel to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Raiders plus one at home. Guys, I think I love the Raiders plus one at home here. Patriots offense is insanely boring. Um, It's not that good. Cardinals are that bad. Um, I don't see – I don't think they put up 27 points against the Raiders, and I think that this Raiders offense can move the ball pretty well, and I think they have Devontae in stride right now, which is scary for any defense coming in. I love the way Josh Jacobs is running the football. He was probably my best fantasy player all year. Um, I love the Raiders plus one at home. I hate the Raiders to death. I hate the Patriots to death. I need the Raiders actually to win this game. I may or may not have another side bet with a friend for Patriots. Wins 10 or 10 is the line over under. So I need the Raiders to win this game really uh, badly, maybe or maybe not. So give me the Raiders. Um, Not much to say on this. This game kind of stinks too, maybe, but we won't say it. Blaine? Renfro and Waller coming off IR. I don't know that they're going to play this week, but that's just something to watch for the Raiders coming up in the know, They'll be better within the last three weeks of the season. And I think they're good enough to beat the Patriots here. It'll be, it'll be weird because like just something about Belichick going to Vegas doesn't like, it's either awesome or it's just like, I don't want to bet a single thing about the Patriots going to Vegas. So I, I would love to hear what you guys, Johnny, what you have to say about, just Vegas and Patriots, and I, this game is a toss-up. I'm not betting it at all, but I think I'll ride. I thought I think I'll ride Raiders. Raiders for me too. Belichick versus McDaniel's. Um, I'm just glad that. It, well, it's an afternoon game, so it's kind of prime time. We've gotten the Patriots three weeks in a row in standalone spots. I hate watching the Patriots. They are. Ramondre is good. I don't know if he's going to play. Like, he's questionable, I think, right now. I don't know. He hurt, he hurt his ankle. But I am so sick of watching New England. Like, we, we had to watch them against the, against the Vikings on uh, Thanksgiving, I believe that was. Yeah. Maybe the – Thanksgiving. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Vikings on Thanksgiving. Then they played against the, the Bills um, the next Thursday. And then they played the Cardinals on Monday night. Like I just, I'm so sick of watching this team. And I think the Raiders are are better. I, I think I, I I really think the Raiders are better than their record. I like they've had some awful losses this year. I don't know. I I just I, I think the Raiders are better than they are. I hate them. I hate them. I just I really do. I think the Raiders are better than their record. I love when they lose. Their fans piss me off, but they they are better. And I'll I'll take them here and pick them. Patriots are staying out west, Cardinals last week, Raiders this week. So they've been staying on the two-week, you know, hotel room hiatus. So we'll we'll see if that affects them too. That's something to watch. Cincinnati Bengals travel to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Weird line here. Bengals minus three and a half. What don't we know? This screams Bengals minus three and a half easy to me. Tampa is awful. I understand that the Niners are good, but my God, 35-7 to Brock Purdy, who I know had a good game, but still embarrassing. I don't know how you really recover from that, especially in a season that 
Like, yeah, you can play to make the playoffs, but you're not going to win. You're not going to win a game in the playoffs, in my opinion. How motivated are they? Their defense is banged up and not, not maybe not necessarily banged up, but bad. <laughs> uh, I think it's a great spot for the Bengals going down to nice weather. It'll be warm. I don't see how the Bengals don't win this game by a touchdown or more. Easy for me, Cincinnati. Johnny? Yeah, I'm really curious what what why the line is this close. Um, does Cincinnati's offense for some reason not match up well against this defense? I I don't think so. I I, I don't think that's the case. I think that they they're going to be just fine. This might for me just you know where's the trap? I don't think there's a trap. I think the trap would be to talk yourself into Brady in this spot. I just really like the Bengals here. That's all. I mean, that's really all I got, Wayne. I mean, you know, I'm I'm trying to come up with something, and I think we're all on the same page. Is that there's nothing to come up with? What does Vegas know? What does Vegas know? What does Vegas know? Nothing. <laughs> Bengals are the yeah. better team, and I think that they're going to be hot. And they're going to stay hot, and I think they beat Tom Brady. I mean, I think, I, you know, as I'm talking through, I think Tom Brady might be the difference in the line here is that, like, Tom's got to make the playoffs, guys. And he's, he's searching on not doing it if Carolina or somebody charges. And if he doesn't win this one, it's a must-win situation for the Bucs. But that's that's all that I, I could really pull for that. I'm going Cincy. Everyone's talking about how, like, where Tom Brady's going to play next season. I mean, they were like already into the season for Tampa, in my opinion. But we'll see. Tennessee. Dude, he looks bad. I'm sorry. He look. He looks bad. He. I mean, his his throws were bad again last week. Yes. He did not look good. Fourth down to Mike Evans in the end zone. It was a an awful throw. I mean, you know, I I I don't know. Like, yeah, where's he gonna play next year, dude? You're six and seven. Yeah. Bengals have won and covered five straight games, too, which makes no sense. Like, it, it makes no sense. The Bengals are hot. I, I don't know. I'd go under. Bucks total, like, in their under is 12-1 and one this year, too. So, like, if you're going to go, I mean, it, I know it's not very high, but I think that Cincinnati can, can buffer Brady again. Brady hasn't shown me anything. Tennessee travels west to take on the Chargers at SoFi. Tennessee plus three on the road here. Kind of like that line. These two teams, similar to the Seahawks and the Jags, what are we going to get? Are the Chargers truly – are they truly ramping up or are they getting ready to charge her again? Because it feels like it's going to be another Charger moment. This Chargers team is on a good two-week run. But before that, we were not – nobody was high on this team. Titans – very confusing as well. Do they get back on track here? This feels like a team the Titans like to play. I think the Titans can kind of bully this team, in my opinion. And can the Chargers stop the run? Answer, no. And you're having Derrick Henry come to SoFi. If the Chargers win this game, I think we have to start taking them more, like very seriously. I think I'm taking them moderately seriously right now, if that's a phrase. Because I do think that they're good. I do think that they're scary, but I still think they have some of that normal chargers in them. They win this game. I might take that moderate tag off, put it on strongly, and 
go from there. But I'm going to take t- Tennessee plus three. I think the Chargers might win. I'm going to take Tennessee plus three, guys. Somebody talk me out of it, maybe? Blaine? No, I, uh, I'm i going to go Chargers, but I I, well, I like where your head's at. No, no, I I just think Herbert and with, with now Mike being back, and I think the Chargers are – starting to feel the wrath and then starting to get pretty good. Like they're scary. I mean, Herbert has shown, obviously he had a big showing to say like, Oh, it was the Herbert versus two a game and Tua looked awful. Herbert looked great. I think the chargers can put up some points, especially if Tennessee is, you know, still trending on getting healthy after losing to Jacksonville. It, it'll be a fun game. This is my favorite game of the slate. I think just, just with what's on the line for both of these teams coming down the stretch. Now, Vrabel has lost 13 games by double digits. The next game, after losing by double digits, he lost double digits to the Jags last week. He's 11-3 and straight up. So, I mean, Vrabel's a very good head coach. So let's fix some things. Let's look under the microscope, and let's let's make sure we go back and, and stay in contention. I think Vrabel's good enough to keep this thing really close, and that's why I like your pick, Chandler. I just think the Chargers are too powerful. Um, if they can stop Henry, it's over. But – can they? We'll see. The Chargers' rush defense is terrible, right? Horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. horrible. So it doesn't play to their it doesn't play to their arm at all. And it plays to the strength of the Titans. Right. Yeah. So I'll, I'm taking Tennessee here. Um, as a Chiefs fan, I do not want to play the Chargers in the playoffs. I will just get that out there. Just in this spot, I think. The toughness of Tennessee can can cause some disruption against the Chargers. Now, the Chargers offensively, stat-wise, had a great game against Miami. They only scored 23 points off of it, though. Like, Herbert had 360-some yards, and Mike Williams had over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. Eckler had a nice game. He got in the end zone on the ground. They, they only scored 23 points. Like, they didn't. They didn't have like a crazy showing on the scoreboard. So I, I think Tennessee for me is is the play. You know, Tennessee tries to run on everybody and they usually can. This just seems like the spot where they would really be able to. So and I like that stat you just brought up, Lane, about about Vrabel straight up coming after a bad loss, and that would play right into it here. Yeah. And the public's with you guys. It started the Chargers were favored by one. Now Chargers are by three because Vegas is trying to make up for it because money's going on Tennessee plus points, so they're trying to grow that. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Sunday night football, the New York Giants travel to the Washington Commanders in a pivotal NFC East battle. Pivotal for the pod, pivotal for the playoffs. We got to be all over the Commanders here, I'd say. Um, Minus four and a half at home, I love it. Giants – Trending to dead, I would say. Um, I know how good the Eagles are. I said it last week, said it this week. I'm not a genius. They're a really damn good football team. But my God, a divisional game? I mean, if the Chiefs beat the Raiders 49, they never beat the Raiders big, except for a few times. Chargers, always a close game. Broncos, close game. Like, that's your division, man. You can't get clowned like that. And at home... I think they are really, really close to dead. They're trending definitely hard that direction. Commanders all day for me. They have weapons. They believe in Heineke. There's a reason why Wentz is active and they are leaving him at the number two quarterback. 
this team believes in Heineke. I think he's a better Mike White, <laughs> honestly. Um, and I love the commanders here. Give it to me. Johnny? You think he's better than Mike White? Oh, yeah. Yes. If, oh, it, it, okay. let, me, let me put it to you this way. If the Chiefs had to have Taylor Heineke or Mike White, I would pick Taylor Heineke. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even think about it. I would pick Mike White, but it's okay. It's it's really irrelevant. They are they both have that same quality of the guys love playing for them. Yeah, like they both have that, and I, I also hope that I never have to make that selection for the Chiefs quarterback between the two of those guys in the first place, but. Um, I love Washington here. What I don't love is four and a half. I think that's a lot of points. Um, I might try to... That's no disrespect, but it's the second uh, matchup of a uh, with a division opponent. This is the same opponent that Washington played in their last game because they had the bye, I believe. Um, the last game, of course, ended in a 20-20 to tie and we talked about it last week, it makes me laugh every time I think of how that game ended. It was just hilarious. And, yeah, I'll take – I'll t- for the pod, I'll take Washington minus four and a half. In real life, I'm probably just betting Washington money line. That four and a half seems a little tricky there. I do agree with you, though. The Giants are dead. They suck. This is a weird, weird situation, though, with the- you like you said, Johnny. You play the Jags or the or Giants, excuse me. I was I said in a future in a former pod that I was in D.C. during that game at D.C.'s most popular sports bar, and they were ecstatic that it was a tie that they, they still had a chance to make the playoffs, and it pissed me off so bad. And I swore to myself I was done with my Commanders, who I picked to go to the playoffs. But I'm I, flip flop, flip flop. I'm back on the Commanders. Four and a half is huge. But the fact that Rivera has a week after playing the same team to play the same team again. All he's been doing is watching the film of that game. And that's just a weird, that's a weird scheduling advantage. There's no other way to put it. That's why this line's four and a half. You get a team and you get them right back again two weeks later without playing anybody. And that's the only thing you have to study. You got to hope that Rivera can draw something up, that the commanders can be a little bit better. I'll go commanders. Quick question, competing podcaster, his name's Big Cat, he's not that popular, but he brought up a good point where he was like, if a divisional opponent ties, the next time they play, it should count as two. Like, you get both wins. Thoughts real fast on that? What do you think? Got to win by 14, I think, is the caveat. Got to win by two scores. Okay. Wait, so what what about 10? Could you win by 10? I guess that, that that would count. That would count. But you know, you got to make up for the former and the so maybe even six. But yeah. Oh, there you're going lower, Johnny. I just can't believe we're playing football in the middle of a pandemic. That's actually a really good point. According to our medical experts, we are in the middle of a pandemic right now. And at the home of Fauci, too, you know, in DC, tough place to play. True. Yeah. Could there be COVID in the locker room? I don't know. Monday night <laughs> football. Tough. Yeah, we're going to have to go mask up for that one. Monday Night Football, Rams go to Lambeau. Um, Packers are minus seven here. I think that's a crazy high number. That's nuts. 
for a team that hasn't been that good offensively. But, man, <clears throat> you're going to take Baker against Aaron Rodgers? I know it's Rodgers this season, but Baker stinks, guys. Um, I, awesome win. Give credit where it's due. Very impressive to come in and win um, at the end. But, guys, that says more about the Raiders, in my opinion. It really does than it does Baker. I mean, the Raiders, that's their second game against an NFC West opponent where they just blew it in the last few seconds, uh, the Cardinals being the other one. I think I'm going to take Green Bay with the points here. I think it could get ugly. Green Bay does technically – have a path. They need a lot of help and they have to win out. But crazier things have happened and it's a great spot for them to start that train rolling. I'm going to take them off a of bye minus seven. I I feel pretty confident in that. I don't care who goes first. I forgot who it is. <laughs> Bill. Bill. No, okay, fine. I'll go. Sorry. T no, no, no. Baker get a little bit of extra time with McVeigh. Oh, here it is. I mean, that's just like a riding high type of moment on what happened last week. Like, I really think momentum's a big thing in the NFL. The Packers, you know, I, I don't know what's going on in Green Bay, but this is weird. But I, but to your point, Chandler, I, th- I think a Monday night in Green Bay with the team that really isn't that good and can show you that they are not that good. I think it's a Green Bay's place to win. Seven just doesn't make sense. So I'm staying away from the spread. I'll maybe like add Green Bay money line in a parlay just for fun because I think Green Bay wins too. But seven is I, – I don't get it either. I don't get the line. Packers off of a win into the bye. A lot of confidence, healthy. Er, yeah. yeah. I love that. Johnny, sorry. I think the line's seven because it's Lambo in late December, right? Yeah. It's in Green Bay. So it's going to be yeah. freezing. I, I mean, Baker probably is fine, and he played in Cleveland, so he's played in a lot of cold weather. So it's going to be cold. I don't know if it's going to be snowing. I'll go against you guys and take the Rams here, but I don't think I'll bet this game. Yeah. I, 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 you know, the Rams' defense is still – Fairly healthy, I guess. I mean, gosh, I, you just brought up that Raiders game. I again, like, I just think the Raiders, the Raiders are better than their record shows. But then they, the, the Raiders are able to run the football with Josh Jacobs all the time. The Rams come down and get a touchdown. How how do the Raiders not? How how can they not run the ball three times there and get a first down and just run the clock out? I just I just I I can't. I cannot believe it. It's fucking ridiculous. I, I just couldn't believe that. The Raiders are just one of those teams that just can't get out of their own way. Anyways, we're not even talking about them. I'll take the Rams plus the, with the points here. I, I, that's fine with me. It's going to be cold. And really, this this is like – this is probably one of the nominees, Chandler, for Stinky of the Year award. I mean – I We've already given it out. Yeah. No. These, 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 this game sucks. 16 to 3, guys. I mean, the Rams had no business winning that game, too. Perspective. Perspective. Yeah. Great perspective. Good Lord. Let's wrap up the show. Best game of the slate. Kansas City Chiefs travel to Houston to take on the Texans. Chiefs minus 14. Really don't need to spend too much time on it. 
give credit to the Texans. They're they are scrappy. They are scrappy. Are they good? No. But they are scrappy. If you don't if you don't show up, this could be a game. We saw it in Dallas. Chiefs are gonna kill them. Chiefs are literally gonna murder them. They have so many injuries. Damian Pierce out, tons of guys doubtful. Um, for the decent few pieces that they have, they seem to all be trending out for this week. It should be a slaughter. Um, Chiefs offense, three bad mistakes by the best player in the league. I don't see that happening again. Um, against a much worse defense, and not to mention a defense that Johnny has been all over this year in terms of running the football against them. Look for a big day from Pacheco. I don't know why you wouldn't take Chiefs minus 14. Chiefs are awful against spreads that high. I know that. So that is a little bit of a turnoff. But, man, this Texans team stinks, guys. They stink. Chiefs need to just bully them off the map. Johnny? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to bet against like bet against the Chiefs. So I'll take the Chiefs 14 and a half. They need to destroy this team. They need to have a a giveaway less game. They need to take the ball away. Like they just need to dominate this team. It's a team that's actively trying to lose. I'll read you some names here: <clears throat> Mario Addison, Malik Collins, Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks, Jerry Hughes, Justin McCray, Stephen Nelson, Damian Pierce, Derek Stingley Jr., Laramie Tunsil. They all didn't practice today. For the Texans, everybody practiced in some capacity for the Chiefs today. The Chiefs are the healthier team, they're the better coach team, they're the better. They have the better players. Like if you if you want to go, if you want to bet the Texans plus fourteen and a half, like go ahead. Like the Chiefs don't cover a lot of these spreads. I'm just not going to do it. And you know, this is a game that Chad Henney needs to play for the Chiefs. You know, and I was thinking too about this. I. Mahomes said this in his media availability today. I said this on the Chiefs recap. When your bad days, days you throw three picks, when, you're, when your worst day is on the field, you still win and you still throw three touchdowns and you still throw 352 yards and you still make like uh, – uh, and you still have a moment that is a top five moment of your career that – flip pass to Jarek McKinnon, you're just different. And Patrick is just different. Patrick said this today at his media availability. He said, you know, I had three interceptions, but outside of those three throws, I thought I played a really good game. And I agree. I said that the other day. Like he – Patrick was – I thought Patrick, besides those three throws, guys, was freaking awesome. Yeah. And and what about this Texans team makes you think he's not going to be awesome here? I mean, this should just be easy throws for Patrick, but he probably will have some opportunities to get outside the pocket and create and have some fun with it. They need to run a lot. I want I want them to have a great game on the ground. Really, the, the, the biggest win, of course, other than winning the game here, to me, would be just come out of the game healthy. Like, no bad injuries – to key players against a team that's going to be picking first in the draft next year. Chiefs over Texans all the way. I don't know. Hopefully Sky Moore can get his first touchdown or something. Now, guys, hold on. I mean, last week the Texans were really good. 16 first downs, 
you know, 327 yards offense against a better defense in the Cowboys. 13, I mean, they outdrove, they outpossessioned the Cowboys, everything. You know, I, they stifled the Cowboys. I'm just kidding. I'm totally fucking kidding. That was, <laughs> okay. You were, <laughs> trending, you were trending, you were trending, pissing me off. You were trending, pissing me off. Absolutely. The Chiefs <laughs> route the fucking Texans. This game should not be close. We kill them. Great note there. Steven Nelson is out. Uh, he If he played, I hope he plays. Yeah. Former Chief needs to get burnt by us. It just... If the Chiefs don't win this game by a lot, then I'm going to be pissed. It's it's all Chiefs all day. Go Kansas City. Great way to wrap up the slate. Johnny, take us away with a Johnny's final thought of the week. Cannot wait to hear it. Last week was spectacular. You're setting the bar high for the years coming forward. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm not eating cereal this week, so I'm sorry to disappoint. It's going to be Chiefs-themed continued. Yes, Mahomes threw three interceptions last week. That was the third time. He had done that in his career. The previous two times, he had really good games the following week. His combined stats in the two games following three interception games in his career, 49 of 85, 549 yards, seven touchdowns, zero interceptions. Patrick Mahomes bounces back more than, better than anybody in football, and I expect him to have an amazing game against the Texans. Uh, and a route victory for the Chiefs. And uh, I like this side of it. This is just a, a little tidbit on the game. Chiefs get a lot of the same broadcasters, the the mainstream primetime guys. I love the broadcast booth with CBS this weekend. Kevin Harlan, who was the voice of the Chiefs before Mitch Holtis, will be the caller uh, of the game, the, the play-by-play caller. And then the color commentator, former quarterback for the Chiefs, Trent Green. I think Harlan and Green do a great job on the call, and I can't wait to watch the Chiefs on Sunday, as well as a lot of football all weekend, starting tomorrow and on Saturday. Let's go, guys. Blaine, you good? Final score. I mean, how much did the Chiefs win by? I want to hear it. I want to hear it from both of you. Chiefs 38, Texans 10. Chiefs 35, Texans 17. I'm I'm riding 38-10. I'm a, both of those are right around the same mark. I like them both. 38-10, I'll ride with it. I like it. Love it. Figure it out, pod. NFL Week 15. That's a wrap. Great show. Shout out to the listeners. Follow us on social media at figure it out underscore pod on everything. Episode will be posted. You'll have the episode tomorrow. Hope you enjoy it. Johnny Blaine, thanks as always. Talk to you guys later. Yep. Go Chiefs. Chiefs.